Welcome Starseeds, my name is Gemma Petherbridge and this is The Soul Student, a podcast for the spiritually inclined and curious. Each week I'll present to you new techniques and teachings, some as old as the mystery schools themselves. We will meet and learn from people who are clearly on their soul path, with the aim of helping you reach your own unique soul purpose. So let's begin. everyone welcome back so this is a little pre-recorded episode because the day that this goes out and you guys get to hear it is the days we get the day we get our keys to our new place we had a surprise request to move urgently and um, yeah so the last month has been very interesting very intense because I also finished and um did my final exams for Ayurveda we're setting up obviously the higher self business um, school which launches super soon it's obviously a little bit delayed because I was not expecting to have to move house halfway through and do our normal work and everything around that again you guys don't need to hear that it's just a little heads up this is if I'm quiet this week on social that's why but I am planning ahead and you're still getting an episode this week and hopefully quite an interesting and useful one that I'm sure you guys will play back quite a few times. So last week we did how to price your services, which again, I'm sure is going to be constantly useful for people. This week we are doing um, how to take payments, which is obviously the, the next step after pricing is, all right, well, how do I collect this money? Now it's, I know not necessarily the most fun topic, but boy, is it obviously super important. And it has a few things that I wanted to make sure I covered. So this is the episode where we are doing that. Um, I'm not going to overly speak about mindset again, because that in itself feels like separate topics. And when the higher self uh, business school and the higher self school launch um, as a community center on Mighty Networks very soon now, I will do so much support with everybody in mindset work that I will cover a lot of that there. So again, remember to keep listening and hear when we go live with that because if it's mindset stuff you want that's where to go but obviously I will do podcast episodes as well but the mindset thing around payments I wanted to cover is if you are already a service provider I'm sure you've had this experience but if you are stepping into a service industry via your spiritual modalities this will be the first time you've experienced this now when we go to a shop it is the normal and natural that we walk around the shop, we collect the items that we're interested in, we take them to the checkouts and pay. And of course, the people, the customers are expecting to pay. Now, when you do a service, it's a little bit more interesting, the change of energy from supporting that person, working with that person, and then like, and now you need to pay me. It's very icky. Some people obviously are naturally going to be absolutely fine with this, but a majority of people, especially healers, because you're in the healing energy and then suddenly you have to go into the business energy, you may find, and I bet there'll be people going, "Uh uh-huh, I may have already done that, that you'll go, you know what, pay me later, or why don't you pay me next time, or which to be fair, if you are busy, remembering that someone needs to pay you next time, be kind to yourself don't put that admin in your mind like yes 
I don't mean like physical admin, but your brain is going to have to remember that. I'm sure you've already got a lot to do. Don't do stuff like that to yourselves. When I sell the crystals, I try and limit those kind of statements because it's on me to remember. And we have hundreds, hundreds of customers that it's just not, it's not a thing. I can't do that. So I've learned that through product-based business and I've gone into service-based with it. But I still find if I haven't took the payment in advance, that I find it very awkward to say, you know, um, basically, can you imagine someone's maybe doing a meditation, maybe you've done a Reiki session, a yoga session, whatever you've done with that person, if they're then going to pay you afterwards, they're also super chilled, they may have gone through a healing, they may have gone through an emotional moment. And then to ask them to pay, it just jars, it doesn't work. And it actually maybe jars for them as well. You know, you're bringing them out of their lovely zone that they've gone into, or they may just not like it. Like on many levels, we can't predict what people are thinking and saying in their in their minds, but I know I wouldn't like it, put it that way. So I strongly recommend that they have paid in advance. And I mean, please do this. Don't try the other way. It's just not worth learning the hard way when many of us have realised it's not fun. We don't want to do that. So ideally they have paid even before they are in front of you. So they've paid online or they've called and made the payment, whatever it is that needs to be done so that when they appear in front of you, you are completely in their service. There's no transaction that needs to be made at all other than you supporting them. And it's a completely different energy. It's a nice energy. And actually in their mind, it almost feels a bit free because they've separated that payment they made the other day with their time with you. So the whole process for them is nicer. So talking about mindset stuff, that's the only thing I'm going to say today because it's a bit more practical, is try, please try and find a way that people pay you before they're in front of you, okay? Because also, um, she's come to my mind, if there's a problem with the payment, if there's a card problem with the payment, you, it's not like, say, if you're in a shop and they're trying to buy something and their card payment doesn't go through, you can keep the materials, you can keep those items. If you have already done the service and then there's a problem, what happens there? That's that's not fun. Or, you know, there's they suddenly decide that they want to pay with a cheque or they don't have the cash. It's icky. Don't do it. It's not worth it. So... I'm going to start by working through the different kinds of payment and the pros and cons. And many of you will know this. It's just this is my take, my opinion and my experience through the years. So hopefully if you haven't had, you know, you haven't considered things that much, this is useful. Some of you may, though, just want to fast track on to the next bit. So the classic, the vintage option is paying in cash. If you pay in cash, you need to make sure that you are recording it. Okay which I recommend basically trying to maybe put it on a spreadsheet. You want the ingoings, outgoings, uh, your tax, no matter where in the world, I imagine, but definitely I'm in the UK. So that's all I can speak about is the UK, but I'm sure this is everywhere. The tax man's going to want to know what's come in, if it's cash or otherwise. So you need to be logging it. By logging it, also part of the log is giving them a receipt. That could be handwritten or printed, whatever it works. But cash, you know, make sure 
that you are doing the back and forth. If you wait till the end of the day or you wait longer, you could forget or get complicated and then it's it becomes a bigger thing with presenting your accounts. So I would do it daily, have it as your routine and then you don't have to remember back days and days, you know, in the past. So the thing about cash now though is it's not common. I don't know about you guys, especially since COVID. So definitely we were cultivated and kind of steered in particular directions when COVID happened. And one of them obviously was to not give cash to people to do everything by card. So I don't know about you guys, but it's rare now that I have a lot of cash on me. If someone wants me to pay in cash, it's a bit of a hurdle. I'm a bit surprised and I'm not that impressed because it's a job, it's an extra job I've got to do. So some people, yes, they still like to budget in cash, which is ironically super sensible. I do recommend that. But for us practitioners, it's a bit more complicated. So consider that you could be putting a hurdle between you and that transaction, that person booking with you if you are a cash-based business. And you do need to have your petty cash and everything for that option as well. Now, a similar one, but a bit more techy, is to Bax transfer. Now, Bax transfer means you are sending money, the client's sending you money from their bank account into your bank account. This can work quite easy, um, easily, especially if you are someone who sends invoices. So you create the invoice. At the bottom of the invoice would be your bank details. Make sure it's the correct information, obviously, so things don't get complicated and it's your business information. Even if it's a private account, you're, at the moment, I believe sole traders can pay into private accounts. But again, anything like this, you check with an accountant, not with me, yeah? Uh, but I know when I first started one of my businesses, it was allowed to go into a private account. And then as we grew and became a limited company, it all had to be separated. So that feels easier, especially if you're sending invoices to a company who's familiar with invoices. So maybe if you're going to do business to business, that's fine. But for some customers, that's still uh, quite a job to do. Like they've got to put it in. They've got the fear of making sure it's correct because they certainly don't want their money going somewhere else. If you are a high ticket service, that may also worry them. Is this money going in the right direction? And they'll probably want you to confirm for their reassurance straight away that it got to you. So if you're having an off day where you're like, oh, really, I've got too many jobs and I've got to check, own the fact that you chose to do it that way and therefore they have the right to ask you to double check. Just be okay with that from the word go and limit that lovely mind chatter that comes in. I know I'm I'm a very heart open person, happy person and sometimes I'm like, oh, do I have to do that? So I'm sure many others of you resonate as well. So back to transfer, more techie, potentially easy to do on mobile phones these days if people have bank apps. But that's not going to be easy for everybody, especially a certain age group, the grey pound, that actually many of them are going to have the finances to pay for your services. So maybe they would also like the cash. So try my next message, I guess, is to say, you know, don't pick one. Try and have many options for people. A similar one from Bax that is techie, but more familiar and quicker, I'd say, with people these days is a PayPal send money to you option. I don't know what that's called, thinking about it. 
Um, you know, when you so you go into PayPal, you type in the person's email address that their PayPal accounts connected to, and you say how much money you want to send them, and they send it to them. Now, there's a few things to say here. PayPal does charge, and their charges, in my experience, have changed a lot over the years. Some people feel now it's so much they don't want to use PayPal anymore. I still do because I see my customers, many of them feel safe with PayPal. So I kind of just take that hit because if they want it, I, I don't know. It's not jarred with me yet, put it that way. Now, if you are sending money via uh, the email, you know, PayPal to PayPal, which is something people can do on the app. So open their PayPal app, type in your email address and send you the money. Be aware there is an option to send friends and family where they don't charge extra. And there is an option where they will send to a business, which you are. So technically that's what they need to do, where they will get charged or no, you get charged. Sorry, not the customer. You get charged a little bit. Now, people try and avoid this. I don't, I wouldn't ever, because on the customer's side, that is reassurance. So when you pay with a credit card, for example, you know if there's a problem and you don't receive the goods or the services, the credit card company can reimburse the customer. This is PayPal's version. So PayPal asks the person sending the money, is this for your own personal, you know, are you sending your mum 20 quid for that? ticket she got you the other week or are you sending this money to a business and therefore we need to cover you so that if anything happens you're okay so be aware of that charge um, it needs to be there uh, when I import export crystals there's a lot of overseas people who we buy from who really try and do it so that we don't uh, send things, uh, send amounts business. They would rather friends and family so they don't get charged, but obviously you want to be safe. Okay, so be aware of that. Or as a customer, you want to be safe. Um, as obviously the business, that's a hit. So you either charge a little bit more for PayPal if you want to, you may make them, motivate them to do the other options potentially, or you just know it's part of offering that service and you're content with it. So PayPal is in my experience, more integrated into society than other options, even banks, because yes, that's techie and it's an option that people have now and they do like, but it's got more steps and more chances of them making mistakes where you could literally just cut and paste the person's email, stick it into your PayPal app and off you go. Okay, so card machines. This is definitely something I would recommend you explore having, especially, I know I said at the beginning, please don't do it, but especially if you are someone who wants people to pay while they're in front of you, please consider a card payment machine. It creates a nicer experience for the customer and it it it's just easier to tap than get the money out and stuff like that. So, and also, like I was saying before, some people are just like, cash feels awkward and annoying for them. If you have a car payment machine, brilliant. These days, you can have ones which aren't big expensive card machines like we would see in the shops. It's just a little handheld, almost looks like a mobile phone in itself. Okay, so you put the card in the top of it, their card, you've got the, the keypad, so you type in the amounts and you just work through the options. 
So what's lovely about these card payment machines is you've got this little machine, uh, the card payment, it's probably Bluetooth more than likely, but again, they're all different. So this is my own experience of my machine, which is called, it's from SumUp. And you buy the machine and then you've got it permanently. And then every time you make a transaction, they take a small fee from you. It's not too bad. It didn't feel painful. It's the kind of thing I would take with me if I'm doing an event or something like that. Um, if I'm doing workshops where you can buy crystals afterwards, the machine goes with us and sales, as you can imagine, improve substantially. So what happens is it's actually run from your phone. So you need to make sure that you have a phone that's operating on 4G or above, because if you're in an area where there's lots of people, 3G is going to slow it down. If not, the machine may not work at all. So you need super good Internet to be able to do this and a strong phone that's going to be happy with this process. So you download an app and every time you make a purchase, you open the app, you put in the amount, it connects to the machine and they tap the machine. And if, if there's any problems, they can put the machine in the top, uh, card in the top as well, if need be. And then it goes back to the app where it will tell you the payment's gone through. And then if they want a receipt, this is the cool stuff, you can email them the receipt, which means you are also capturing. If they will let you, you need to get their permission, their email addresses. So it's a lovely, easy process. It seems really clean and it's worked very well for me. I can only suggest that one piece of software. I did do lots of research and I think that was the summary was that was the best one for me. But obviously, there are other options. So be aware of that. And then the other one is considering taking checks from people, which is that a good idea anymore? I don't think so. I think people are... When you do a service, you deserve to see the money straight away. You've done the work, you know, and it's you can't refund that. It's not like you can take the clothes back from the shop. You have done the work. They can't have a refund. So you don't want to be given a check that maybe isn't going to clear. Fingers crossed it always will. Um, but yeah, I don't think checks are a good idea. Many people don't even have checkbooks anymore. And, you know, it's also creating work for you because then you've got to take that check to the bank. So yes, okay, fair dues if you want to do checks, but it's it's not one that I would jump at and suggest. So just a little note of interest that you guys, that may be of use, which is the systems we use online for our own business. So if you are a online retailer, okay, so I'm talking more about our crystal business now, obviously things are very different. You're probably going to set up a website with e-commerce connections and your e-commerce sites. WooCommerce is the one I use. I really like it. I've always found that easy. It connects to our WordPress site, which is laid out with a template called Divi, which is absolutely epic. And I would always recommend Divi. It's very easy to use. And I've made three websites now and I don't need to program anything. You know, our websites, I'm quite proud of them. So I recommend that. But anyway, back to topic. So when you, if you add uh, Squarespace, Wix, uh, what's the other ones? Forgive me guys, if I'm not naming the one that you're thinking of, it's because I you know, I, I know WooCommerce, so that's the one that I'm aware of. They will ask you what who you want to connect to, what payment options. So the ones that we currently have 
are PayPal, Stripe and Klarna. So this is more for online retail. But if you are planning to offer your services as like you're going to create a website and you're going to put them on the website as product pages, so, you know, different, different service and people just go through and pay and then maybe they book later. This is going to be relevant for you. But bear with me, many of you rent doing service businesses as a better, I would say, in my opinion, a better process. So back at the beginning, when we first launched Conscience Crystals, we only had PayPal and Stripe. And at that moment in time, people definitely really loved PayPal. That was pretty much the only one they used. We get a few Stripe options. Now, back then, I think people just knew PayPal more, so they were more comfortable to use that process. But also they were aware that, we, you know, we were a new business, they didn't know us, but they knew that they would be safeguarded with PayPal. So that made perfect sense. When we added Klarna, there at the roughly about the same time, people started to use Stripe more and started to slowly use Klarna. Now we are at the point, and I think the cost of living going up and everything in the world has contributed to this. Klarna is our number one form of taking payment. That's because people, if you don't know, can split it into three payments if they want to, or they can do 30 days if they want to pay in 30 days. Then it's Stripe and then it's PayPal. So PayPal's gone from being number one to the third option, okay? Now on your side, um, there's a few things that are a bit harder to take, which is PayPal. For some people, they can't get their payments for a few days. Um, for me at the moment, uh, PayPal does change things, so this could change, but we can do instant uh, movement of money from our PayPal account into our business account. Some people though, there is a delay, and that could be that they um, have connections that just mean that they need to double check things or something. PayPal would rather it be delayed. Stripe, when you set up an account, again, this could change. So I'm telling you where we are now, but the days don't hold me to these days because, you know, things change all the time, especially with technology. Stripe, when we first set up, they would pay us in five days. Now they'll pay us in three days. Klarna don't pay you for two weeks. Okay, so it's all things to consider. You'll then get every two weeks, I think you get a full weeks of money in that two weeks, but you won't get, there's a delay basically. And apologies guys, if you can hear my kitten meowing, she keeps coming in and making lots of noises. So I've put her outside the door, but now she's meowing. So I don't know what else I can do. She's having one of those days. Now, so I'm gonna speak about other people's experiences a little bit. Sadie Pickering, one of our inner circle group uh, from Soul Beauty Rituals. Now she is new to offering therapies and she does go to people's houses. So I was talking to her about this and she said that she very much at the moment takes cash or backs transfer. And for now, she's content with that. Uh, but she does, she is aware of like the navigating, the taking someone out of the treatment and then asking them for the payment and finds it a little bit hard and difficult. But right now as she's new and she's stepping into the industry and just testing things out, it's almost that's the best option for her. Luz, who is our Akashic Records friend, who's um, all of these details, by the way, of these people would be in the bio. So you can go there if you want to learn about these people more but yeah Liz 
started with software that meant people were sent when she was on her website, sorry, it would talk about her offerings, which is Akashic Records. When they wanted a book, they'd go through to her calendar. They would book a time and date that suited them. And I will say here, that's perfect. You could think about what you're like as a customer. You want to double check that the dates and times you are available are there before you purchase. So don't do it the other way around where someone purchases and then you get the calendar because you may lose customers because I don't know about you, but I don't want to pay money for something I don't know if I've got the time to attend. So calendars always need to be shown first before payments to make a content customer and to increase your transactions. But yeah, Luz found that she would send people to her calendar, they would book, and then her guidance to them would be when you do the email, when you get the email confirmation through of your booking, there will be information there to fax transfer the money to her. And what she would found is people wouldn't fax transfer and wouldn't turn up to the events. Not everybody, obviously, but this was a something that was big enough. I mean, she's changed how she works now. So I would say this is because people want something really easy. They've already gone through the process, process of a calendar now they are being told to go to a different piece of software potentially or a different app or something to backs transfer it's too many steps it does put people off when i used to work for larger companies in london e-commerce sites they it's limited clicks you do not want to add any extra clicks in there if you can help it she also commented that for her she stopped using paypal because she didn't like the fees and these days she's got the calendar still, but she's using Calendarly because she can then connect it to Stripe. So people click through from her website, go to Calendarly's calendar for her, select the days and times that suit them, and then they go through to Stripe and they pay straight away. That also means what's lovely about many of these right now, scheduling software, is if you want to offer your services online, some of them, not all of them, will automatically, on the proof of purchase, send people the Zoom link to your event. So I love that because it's just everything's so seamless, stops you having to do too much work. You'll remember last week we were talking about you can reduce your prices by making everything automated. And that's definitely one of the ways that you could easily do that for yourself. So for me... My own experience of setting up the service part, the booking um, booking software for services, you know, heads up, I did find it complicated. I This is one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode is don't do all the research, just follow what we're saying because I feel like I've done it all and got to the best outcomes. Of course, this could change. And again, as I always say, head to at Gemma Petherbridge the Instagram to send your feedback if you feel there's now a better option. Um, I will try and update people as the options come out for sure, especially on that Instagram account. But yeah, for me, I really wanted to be aware, like my background, the e-commerce, that it needs to be super seamless and I don't want to give people too much work to do because I will limit my customer base if I make things complicated. So I wanted to have the experience that people go to our website they look at the services and when it says book now, they go to the calendar, which many calendar softwares actually you can pop up the calendar in front of your website. So it looks very integrated. 
others it will open a new tab and they go there then once they've booked the time and date that suits them they go through and pay and I wanted it to be like that and after payment it comes back round to the website again and what's also nice about a lot of this software is it will integrate with your email marketing software so it will take people's emails and add them to the newsletter if they want to do that so again it's keeping it very seamless and easy for you to work with now the options i use i've got acuity acuity scheduler which was suggested uh, by michelle one of our other inner circle so thank you michelle brilliant option and the reason i went for that one over the others is i wanted to offer bundles where people could buy more than one session at a time and also offer discounts sometimes. And that software does that where some others don't. Also, I wanted to make sure that people would get there. If they were booking for an online session, the software would send them the Zoom link instantly and that integrates with Zoom to do that. So it did everything I wanted it to do. Then they go through to the payment option is Stripe or PayPal. So it's stuff I know, stuff that I've already got set up. So it makes life easy for me like that. Now, doing all the research for these different pieces of software, just so you guys have got an understanding. If you just want the calendar, okay, you don't want it to go through a payment system. Most of those, especially Calendarly and Acuity, seem to have a free option. Again, I'm not gonna say too much because things change, but generally there will be a free something that you could look into. And then it, there's lots of price increments. But on average, you're probably going to look to spend between 10 to $24 a month to have it all integrate. That means the calendar, you know, going from your website to the calendar to the payment and background is roughly that amount. There are ones that are much more expensive, but this is the kind of starting point suggestions that I would go with. Another thing you can do if you don't want to be connected to like monthly software is what you can do is use a cart system. So what that means is you would have the free calendar and then once they've booked, because all of this software says, where do you want to send the person next? You would say, I want to send it to my cart software. And that's literally, you know, the basket and the payment system. You can, there are websites and uh, services out there that are just carts to make payments. This is very much what a lot of people use if they're running online courses. They will have a page on their website that talks about the course. And then when you want to buy the course, you go to one of these cart systems, payment systems, and then you probably are sent to a course program like a Teachable, a Thinkifly, things like that. Okay. So that is a thing, especially if you are someone saying that who also wants to do courses, you could use the same cart system for both and then you're maximizing it. So for me, the one that I do have that I use for my courses, I'd not necessarily, like I said, I've got the calendar software for services, but for courses, I use Thrivecart, which at the moment doesn't have a month. Well, I think you can pay monthly, but everyone's paying outright because they're saying for under $500, and again, it could change. So currently, as this is recording, $500, you can have lifetime access, which is amazing. What's even more brilliant about that, life, lifetime access, by the way, to the software. So you've always got a card available. So what's even more amazing, if you are someone thinking of doing courses, is they've just set up an integrated course software system called Learn. 
So for £500, you can permanently have both. $500, dollars, not pounds. That's an option, guys. The the teaching software seems good. I've gone with a different one because I wanted to create the community. So I'm using Mighty Networks. But for a long time, that was what I was going to do. So it's really good. And the other people I've spoken to absolutely love it and they're using it. So if you wanted to do that where you are integrating a cart system, you would have your website. You would have your page where you're talking about that therapy and where it's got the button that says click now to book and pay. You would probably go to a calendar page that could be free because you don't need to integrate anything. So you could use Calendarly, Thinkively, any of the others, which will have a calendar of when you're available. So on the software, the back end of it, the bit that you access, you say when you're available. So it shows at the front end when you can do that, you know, when you, when they can book. Then you go through when it's set, you know, they booked, then you go to the Thrive cart or the cart system, and then you tell the cart system what to do. So the cart systems also can collect email addresses for you, and then it's probably going to go back to your website and maybe a page that says thank you. You could make it really lovely where it's like, thank you. This is um, when you're, you know, this is what to do. If you've never had a session with me before, this is what to expect or something. And then they could go back to the homepage if they want to. So just to finish, anyone wondering what a calendar system is, it is literally what it sounds like. If basically the person will see a cat, probably a calendar, you know, like the months, so they can scroll through and pick a month that they want to do. You can say if you're going to show one month, two months, a whole year, that's up to you. And then there will be highlighted dates of when you are working and when you are available. They click on that date and then they will see times that you are available. Now, most software these days will ask you what gaps you want between sessions. So you're not sort of back to back bookings if you don't want to. You can put in there one off days off, you know, your annual leaves. Or if you suddenly can't work, you want to block out some sessions. It lets you do that on the back end. And it will also ask you about each of your therapies you do. So it understands the time. So in it within that as well, if you do an express 30 minute version of your session, a one hour and 90 minutes, it will have, it will ask you for each of those. You'll set up an option for each. So it knows how much time to take out when it's booking for you. And like I said, it may take out a chunk 15 minutes before, 15 minutes after. That's what I do. You can state different ones if you don't want it back to back. And obviously you can integrate with Zoom and things like that. It's lovely. Every bit of software always takes a few, you know, a little while to get used to, but that takes you a day, not weeks or anything. And then you can also generally get them on an app. So you could book people in manually yourself if you wanted to, or if you suddenly realize you can't do a few days, you want to go on holiday or things have changed in your life, you can jump on the app, knock those days out so people can't book and make it easy for the customer when they get their email confirmation if you are happy for people to cancel or reschedule you do not need to offer that that's up to you depends on you know what you what you're offering and what you want to do they'll probably get an email that says hey this is your booking so if it's a zoom link they're probably going to get the zoom link at that moment in time as well and at the bottom it will say if, if you are happy for them to cancel and reschedule they will have the options 
to cancel and reschedule. So you even don't have to do that, which is lovely. You are able to say you are willing to have cancellations, but it's got to be 24 hours in advance, 48 hours, whatever you choose, so that it's not moments before. And you can also say the time that, say um, today is a Wednesday. I would, I like to know what's coming ahead of me. So I wouldn't like someone to be booking today, but I'm quite happy for people to book tomorrow. And you can say things like that. You can say when the last booking is, can be made before the day that you're on, things like that. So there's lots of different things. Uh, all the softwares will offer something slightly different, but that is the main kind of norm to expect. And uh, yeah, now I really like it. And every time someone makes a booking, you'll probably get an email as well if you set it up that way, that they've made a booking. So you kind of get a heads up. You don't have to keep going in to find things. Okay, I hope that was interesting. I, there's so many topics like this we could cover. Please feel that you can head again to at Gemma Petherbridge to suggest topics, things that maybe you're considering right now and you'd love a heads up, some information on how to do it or what's involved, best software options, things like that. I will ask the inner circle for their opinion on it as well. So it's not just my own. And then we can create an episode. As I say goodbye, this is um, move week for me. It's going to be a long week. Please consider making it a nicer week for me by leaving a review. So as you click off this episode, all you would do is scroll to the bottom of what, however you are listening to this episode where you rate, review and subscribe. Click any of those reviews are the ones that help us be seen more. So you would be sharing the love, basically. I would be so grateful if you could do that. And I will be back again very soon. All right, guys, lots of love. Bye for now.